Welcome to the Sacred Emergence Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Wong, and I'm so thrilled that you're here. This is a place where you'll be guided to living your most aligned life so that your truest, most radiant self can emerge. We'll be jamming on topics ranging from spirituality, entrepreneurship, to wellness and lifestyle design, and everything in between that can support you to grow, evolve, and shine, all the while not taking ourselves too seriously. So if you're ready to step into your leadership, break through limiting beliefs, own all of who you are, and expand in abundance, grab yourself your faith cup of tea, and let's dive in. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sacred Emergence. It is Michelle Wong. How are you? I am recording this on the first day of spring for those who are in the Northern Hemisphere. Happy spring and uh, happy autumn for those in the Southern Hemisphere. So I have a solo episode for you today, and this topic has actually been in my heart for a little while, and I just wanted to share like just some of my own deep realizations that has that has shown itself over the past few months and um, has led me to stay longer in Toronto uh, than I initially planned. So rewinding all the way back to last fall, so early September, I uh, I was in Bali for two and a half months, almost three months, um, since like early June. And I left, I think like the like w- within the first week of September. So all the dates um, aren't as clear in my mind anymore. But um, I left Bali and then decided to, decided to spend a week in Istanbul. Istanbul has always been on my list. I've just like the just like the architecture and the history and just like I was very drawn to that and always wanted to go visit. So uh, I went by myself and I I don't know if I shared it, um, but that trip really exhausted me. (laughs) Like I'm really glad I did it, um, but um, I think if anyone wants to go to uh, Istanbul where it tends to be more like male dominated, um, where men have more say, it was really exhausting as a woman because I, it's cultural, but I felt like I was getting hit on everywhere I went. So the servers, people down the street, especially in markets, but I expected that in markets, but I was not expecting that when I was eating by myself where I was getting hit on by servers. Um, or like even just walking down the street, minding my own business and, you know, Anyways, that was very exhausting. Um, So by the time I landed in Toronto, I remember on my last flight from Rome to Toronto, the last leg of my flight, I was like, oh my gosh, like I think I'm done traveling for a while. It was quite a long journey from Istanbul to Toronto. Like there were long layovers. It was every flight was cramped with people, you know, like typical travel. It was like, what pandemic? And I was like, I am beat and I, I feel really complete. And that was a really tiring trip. Um, and the one cool thing about Istanbul, I mean, I have a lot of actually really cool stories, um, was that I made a friend. Um, she was one of the tour guides from the food tour I was on, which was phenomenal. So I was like, that was a plus, right? Like the more friends I have around the world, I just feel even more abundant. But anyway... I remember that when I announced on the socials that 
my next phase of traveling was planned. I was still in Bali at that time. I announced that I was going, I was going to Istanbul and then hitting Canada. A part of me felt like, and this is what I wanted to talk about today. I really wanted to talk about authenticity and performance, performing, I should say. When I announced that I was visiting Canada, a part of me felt almost like it wasn't good enough. Like I should have chosen a place that was more exotic, uh, a place that was more interesting. <laughs> and I, it's so funny because it's all perspective, right? I grew up in Canada um, until university and then we went, I went down to the States. Um, but it just didn't feel as exotic, right? But I'm sure for those that live in other countries, you know, Canada would feel equally exotic. Um, so it's very all relative. But I just remember feeling like, oh my gosh, like it's not exciting enough. And what will people think? And I really, I realized that I tied my identity to like this adventure vibes. And this is how I was going to attract people. And so when I decided to stay a little bit longer in Canada, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to start losing people because it's not as exciting or adventurous anymore. Um, like the, I, I had an identity with that of like, it was almost like a performance of like, it has to look a certain way. I have to like fit my image and a certain expectation in order to be, uh, I guess, successful in business. And I really had to sit down with that and come to my own self um, and be honest with myself and just being like, oh my gosh, like, am I traveling for, for an expectation, like an image, or do I really, really want to travel? And I loved my travel adventures last year. Like, I loved it. The connections, the friendships, obviously the adventures, and I feel like that part has, that chapter has just temporarily just closed as I am rebuilding this next phase. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to travel. I love traveling, like always on the list. Um, but it's the how of how I'm going to travel that's going to change. And I'll share more about that. And this does tie into human design uh, and environments. So I'm, I'm not sure if I've shared this in other, in other, uh, episodes but in human design there is the, the environment so each of us have our more ideal environment and it's not necessarily to be taken literally right there's six environments in human design and each environment has a different flavor of how you express yourself in that environment and I'll share mine um, for those of you who are interested in learning more feel free to um, reach out or the easiest way to learn about your environment and I, I do want to I'll share it I'll share it at the end. Um, there's a caveats to this. So it's like proceed with caution, right? But I will share that for myself, my ideal environment is caves environment. And the thing about caves environment is all around safety. Um, if you think about a cave, it's like it's very enclosed space. One entrance, one exit. It's the same entrance, same exit. And basically um, how caves people, you know, like to be in their caves environment is being able to see what's happening, right? Most caves people do not like their back against the door. They do not like to be spooked upon. Uh, I mean, nobody likes to be spooked upon, right? But there's something innately jittering within the nervous system of a caves environment person where 
if someone has crept up behind in your cave's environment, it, it's just very unsettling. Um, and so the thing about the cave's environment, a lot of it is like, is like the hominess, the coziness, the feeling of safety, um, which if you think about that versus the adventures of going out to explore, it's a very different feel. And when I got real with myself of, okay, like what, what is my ideal, right? So coming back to my authority in human design, I'm an ego authority. So a lot of it is based on what is it that I want? What is it that I desire? And yeah, permission to be selfish. If I have to like look at like my deepest truest desire I really want like a home base like I want my own home I want my own house it like a cottage feel very it doesn't be big like just just a nice cozy home that sits by the water by the trees and just like to have peace there to that would be my home base and to know that I can I have access to that right anytime like I can always come home and that was the thing I loved about like wherever I stayed right when I was in Mexico I loved my apartment because like I would go to the beach you know walk around uh, by the beach and even on my way back uh, to my home um, my favorite part I mean I love the beach I love the ocean I woke up early I, I saw the sunrise um, just like loved it but there was something about coming home that felt very grounding in my body. And it's almost like I want to go out just so that I can experience coming home and that feeling of safety. Um, and the apartment that I had in Mexico, it was so good. It was very solid. And uh, the, the soundproof was excellent. I remember coming home one day. And the neighbor across uh, the across the hall, so to speak, uh, next door, they were like having a party, and there was loud music. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I hope that doesn't disturb me." But once I closed the front door and was in my apartment, it was quiet. Like I heard nothing, and I was like, "Wow, the soundproof is excellent." And that felt like just the 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 lack of noise felt just so secure right? And it's like, it's that energy that really, really nourishes me. So when I look at the bigger picture of do I want to have that digital nomad lifestyle, I appreciate what it brings. But if I had to choose, I would always choose a home base. And what feels actually very juicy is having a home base. And then a few months out of the year, I can travel, right? Knowing that I have a home base to come back to. Um, and that feels very grounding, very supportive. And that's that would be my next chapter of like, I wouldn't mind spending one or two months maybe going back to Bali, you know, or even like, you know, if I end up situating in Seattle and owning my home in Seattle, you know, in the, in the dark, damp, winter, rainy days of Seattle, <laughs> I would probably take a few months off, right, and go somewhere warm. But it's like having that home base. And I really had to get real with myself. Um, but anyway, so I really had to come to like terms with what does all of this mean and realizing that I started, I was being conditioned and this wasn't even something I was aware of until I got like, until I got, um, when, until I started like thinking about, okay, well, what is it that I really, really want? And like tying it back to my caves environment of like what feels really good that I realized that I was starting to be conditioned and following into this like narrative that my, in order for me to be successful in my business, it has to look a certain way, right? It, has, it was almost like I was performing and um, which is 
very tempting to do when you put a beautiful post out of, you know, you on the beach and you get lots of engagement. Um, it feels really good. And that, that in terms of like what I want to create, it's more of an internalness, right? Like I'm all for the, taking the risk and the big, bold adventures. I'm so for that. Um, as long as it's aligned with what is true to ourselves. Um, and I'm not saying that me being on the beach wasn't true. It was just that I was trying to fall into this dialogue, this internal narrative that me being back home in Toronto wasn't good enough, which is so not true, right? And it really, like, it was at that moment that I realized, like, oh, wow, like, what's true for me and what like what can I like what's that internal voice dialogue that is like it's 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 like who am I trying to impress here right and so I had to like just let that go and the gift of this whole experience is like how I'm showing up online I feel like it's it's I'm getting to like the juice of I just want to share, like, I, I have something that I want to share, right? <laughs> There's something that is really calling to me that I feel inspired to write about. Um, and I'm just going to write it and share it. And sometimes I'll have a picture that's attached to it that, you know, an inspired selfie. Or now I'm just being more creative with, like, how I'm going to share it. Maybe it's through just, like, text. Or maybe it will be with a selfie, um, or a, a photo of some sort, or maybe I'll share it in like a video, right? Or like a reel, right? Um, and I'm just playing with kind of like how am I going to uh, parlay the information versus in the past, it was like I felt that I was kind of trapped in. I, it has to, every post has to be associated with like a beautiful photo of me on the beach or something like that, which isn't true, but it was easy to fall into that mindset because I was so used to being in that mindset uh, so it was really a gift to just unravel all of that and then coming back to myself of like okay well what's really coming through for me to share that's just real authentic not like it wasn't before um, but now like how can I make it even easier and so that has been a blessing so anyway, that was what I wanted to share with you today. Um, and I did promise for those of you who are wanting to learn more about your environment in human design, and I mentioned there's a caveat. So the thing with human design, it's really around experimenting and embodying, um, which requires time and practice. Um, and I always tell people, and this is in my work as well, um, really practice your strategy and your authority, right? Understanding, you know, your aura uh, is important. And when you can follow that, then things naturally happen, right? The opportunities that are coming to you uh, is quote unquote, the correct ones, right? The ones that can really move you forward and just like light you up um, rather than looking for information after information after information, which it doesn't actually, it's not really helpful if we're just, I call it like endorphin hits, right? It's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And then we don't do much with it. And there is value to environments um, as well. And the environments are not to be taken literally, right? Not to be taken literally. And I do recommend that if this is something you want to explore more about, um, I do, when I when I did readings, I, I offered like, if I knew their exact time 
of birth for my clients. I would share with them their environment, um, and it's not to be taken literally. Uh, and it's another thing to explore, right? So it's something else to experiment with. Uh, but if you are interested, the easiest way to find your environment in human design, and remember, you need to know your exact birth time because uh, it does change. Um, if you go to myhumandesign.com, uh, it's the easiest way. Uh, myhumandesign.com, you enter your birth data and uh, it will spit out you know, your body graph and your ideal environments. And if you are wanting to learn more about human design in terms of specifically personalized for you, um, I'm offering a limited time of human design attunement sessions. So we go deeper with these sessions than uh, a typical reading. Um, I've structured these differently so that it's not just information, 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 which it can be overwhelming, but let's just use human design as kind of a baseline, but looking at where do you want to go, uh, what might be in your way, and let's look at some practical uh, steps that can get you there, as well as, okay, looking at your human design and possible conditioning, what are some one to two maybe grounding statements or affirmations or declarations that uh, can really just help anchor you in, um, just to help remind you of your power as you move forward towards your goals. So um, if you're interested in that, I'll put a link in my show notes. Um, the HD attunement sessions were uh, being offered in an alignment, in accordance uh, to support <laughs> to support my um, my overflow, which is my four month experience uh, to help guide women to come back into uh, their own awesomeness, right? Their own divine selfishness, um, and really exploring what that means. And when we are in overflow, when we're able to to fill up our own cup and to realize how valuable and how awesome we are as individuals, how can we show up from a place of really deep fulfillment and abundance, right, that we can be of service to other people. So that is overflow. We, we're going to start in April. Um, so if that is calling to you, I'll also put info in the, in the show notes. But uh, for those who are interested in the HD attunement sessions, if you are wanting to do overflow, you can apply the payment for HD uh, attunement towards you can use that money and credit it uh, towards the overflow. Um, and because I've decided to change the pricing, because this is my first round of it, I wanted to make it more accessible, and I've lowered the number of uh, spaces for it so that it could be a little bit more intimate. Uh, so the pricing is substantially lower than what I was originally offering it. It'll be under 2000 US, regardless if you pay in full or if you do a four-month payment plan. Um, and for those that require a longer payment plan, happy to accommodate. Uh, but yeah, so if any of this speaks to you, don't hesitate to reach out. You can DM me in Instagram or on Facebook, and I'll put uh, links in the show notes. And yeah, so thank you so much for tuning in. Wishing you a beautiful day wherever you're at, um, and lots of loves to you. All right, see you soon. To help you feel more supported and nourished in your body and nervous system, you're invited to download the free I Am Supported meditation in the show notes. May you feel grounded in who you are as you become the fullest expression of yourself. Thank you for listening to the Sacred Emergence podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And thank you in advance for sharing with those who can benefit. Until next time.